Another moment for Sport Geek. That's right, man. It's another moment. It's our episode number three, third episode that we've done on the show. Uh, there's been a couple things that have happened in the sports world since the last time we got together. Uh, Serena Williams lost in the Australian Open. Uh, and then I think it was Novak Djokovic uh, whooped up on Rafael Nadal. Blowout. That was a blowout, yeah. Blowout. And then um, I think the golf season started, although that's not done yet. Bryson DeChambeau. Blowout in over in uh, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, over in Dubai. Yep. So saw that. But uh, even more important, we had the uh, NBA All Star voting, which we'll get into on the next pod. Um, we had the NFL Pro, Pro Bowl, which, uh, as we all have heard at this point, Tom Brady says he doesn't play just to get in the Pro Bowl. He plays for championships. Two things. One, did anybody watch the Pro Bowl? That's number one. Right. Number two. Uh, only Brady can get away with that. True. Only one that could probably miss it. And besides, he already knows it's the New England Invitational. He will be going to every the year. Super Bowl every yeah, year. Every year, yeah. Uh, and then the NHL All-Star Game was last night, and I didn't even know it was on. Actually, <laughs> I didn't know it was on. I saw some of the highlights. I believe the guy from the Flyers, Drew, had a, actually had a, a decent game. He did. Sidney right? Crosby was the MVP. Uh, kind of like Tom Brady. Yeah, I don't know, right? Although, yeah. I will say this, at least Crosby plays, he takes a hit, he oh, yeah. hustles. Way more physical. R- right. And, more and physical. I would say that he's legit. Uh, Brady, uh, I would love to see like a team that could actually hit him and see what he does. Well, hopefully that'll happen in the Super Bowl, but we'll get into that for our Super Bowl preview. So you had your delusional drink this morning because you're in delusional world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard, hard stuff, hard stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, the weather has turned. It's not, uh, you know, negative four degrees outside anymore. It's a, a brisk, like, you know, 20. Um, so in some ways it's getting warmer. Uh, let's see, what else happened? Um, and college basketball is going on right now. Actually, right now is a great time to be a college basketball fan because there's games on all the time and uh, it's awesome. Right, uh, so I watched a little bit of Duke, Duke and Virginia. That was a good game back and forth. I watched a little bit of uh, Tennessee uh, yesterday. Watched a little bit of Kentucky, Kansas, which was also a good game. So how can you say these are good games? This is not games. basketball. How's it not basketball? This is one on one. Let me man you up. Did you see any picks? Did you see any pick and rolls? Uh, Did you see any screens? So, yeah. I mean, Tennessee and and Michigan both play a very good style of, like, you know, move the ball, run picks, backdoor type stuff. I would say that, you know, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, they all run sort of, you know, the NBA-style offense of 1v1. It's the NBA tryout games. Yeah, let me go play against the guys I'm going to play against in the NBA and show you that I can take you – Mano a mano, I would I would agree, and I think that that it's will actually not hold basketball. It can be it's exposed by a team that plays better basketball. Hoosers, Gene Hackman. That, that was a movie. I want five cogs of the machine working together. Okay, NBA, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. It's one on one. The only five. They got five guys on the floor because the team says you got to put five guys on the floor. Right. No, I got you. Okay. I have the ball. Am I looking for anybody? No. All right. Well, that gets us into our first topic for today, which is 
Currently in college basketball, who would you say are the four best teams in college basketball? Who are the teams that you would pick today to be going to the Final Four? Okay, so first we have to go with which teams are going to put the most money in the NCAA coffers. I disagree with that. How does a team well, That's because, like, again, you know, you're having a mental moment over there. No, right? there's been a lot of teams that get there recently, it seems. We'll go back to George Mason, VCU. Right. Um, the, okay, so George Mason, great, right. great example. The, the excitement around George Mason in the tournament, right, created what for the NCAA? Money. Okay. TV audiences. Right. Well, yeah, but you can't say that George Mason brought a lot of money with him. It's not like they paid off the NCAA. No, they probably didn't pay off the NCAA. Right. That's where I thought you were going with it. No, 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 no. I'm going that when they make their selection, so they do their selection committee, right. first thing they look at and say, what teams would we like to be there that will generate the most TV revenue? And they try right to get now, them the easiest Right path. now, before the season even starts, before they even play a freaking game, right. Duke's going. Duke will be in the tournament. North Carolina will be in the tournament. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Kentucky will be in the tournament. Yes. Kansas will be in the tournament. Yeah, but that's not the. I don't think those are the final four teams. Are you saying that they already think those are the teams that are going to make it to the final four? They're the teams that are going to make to the tournament, okay. and then they'd align them to get them at least to the second weekend, because the second week, the first weekend, they make buku money because everybody's living in a fantasy. That well, the number yeah, 16 seed is going to be the number one which seed. Happened. It happened last year. It, it did. And the first time in umpteen years. Forever and ever. Right. right. Not umpteen years, forever. Right. right. Yeah. So, so, again, if you go, you could probably pick of the 64 teams without going through the goofy automatic qualifiers to get them in. Right. You, you could pick the teams they're going to be in. Okay. <clears throat> without the auto. Okay. Virginia's going to be in. Deservedly so. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I'm right. telling you right now, before the season started, it would have been Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas. You're going to throw Michigan State in there? I'm going to throw Michigan State, probably Michigan, right? Gonzaga? Gonzaga because, you know, West Coast. Yeah. Arizona. Right. Right? Uh, maybe, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now you now you get down one of the, the other, was it, the – uh, other p teams in some of those leagues to be automatic qualifiers. You kind of have an idea of who they're going to be just based on talent and who they have coming back. Right. Right. Yeah, I got right. You. And then throw in the teams like, and uh, we'll pick on, we'll pick on the Ivy league. Okay. The Ivy league is going to send somebody cause they'll, they'll have a tournament, you know, a guy that wins the Ivy league. Right. That will get invited to the tournament. Okay. They have no prayer. They have absolutely no prayer winning that tournament. None. Zero. Okay, but maybe not winning the tournament, but they, they certainly have a prayer of getting to, what I would say the, is the, the second round, gym. Sweet 16. Princeton runs a really nice offense, or used to run yeah. a very nice offense. Harvard with uh, Tommy Amaker runs a really good offense. Are they've, you sick? I'm not I, sick. They've, have you gotten like hit upsets. your head this morning when you got up? I'm trying to think. I forget okay. the year, but didn't Princeton beat UCLA in the first round one time? But UCLA wasn't outstanding. They were good. They were the defending national champions, I believe. No, 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 no. I, I don't know where you're coming up with that. That right? was Jim Herrick, right? Jim Herrick won with... Uh, Eddie O'Bannon, and I forget what the other O'Bannon's brother's name was. Oh, the two O'Bannon brothers. Yeah, the two O'Bannon right. brothers. They but they come weren't back there. The next year. It doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't right. matter they weren't there. UCLA was still ranked like third or fourth in in, in the tournament, right? Not I'm not talking about in the country. They were ranked right, like right, third right. or fourth in the, in the tournament. tournament. Right. And they <clears> lost <throat> to Princeton and uh, like by, I don't, I don't even think it was a buzzer beater. Like I think they got they legitimately got beat. beat. Yeah. 
And so that happens a lot with the Ivy Leagues. Look, Princeton's good. Harvard's good. Penn sometimes has a great team. I think there was a year Colgate made it. Oh, I'm, right? I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't good basketball teams. Are they going to beat the NBA tryout teams? Absolutely I so. not. I disagree. Duke, you, okay. so you say Duke makes it all every year, and I would agree. And you Take say that Duke. Duke tries to make it to the second round all the time. Look at their statistics over the last, like, six or seven years. Like, every other year they lose in the first round. Well, that's because the NBA doesn't always hit their shot. And the other team's actually playing basketball. Right. So let's take let, let's take Harvard, Tommy Amaker, right? Yeah. Duke Former alum. Duke okay. Right, yeah. Let's take Harvard and put them up against Duke right now with Zion. All right. Yeah. And let's assume they shot like they did yesterday. Couldn't hit a freaking three three if yeah, their life like depended on it. Two of twenty one. Right. Nine like percent or something. Okay. Yeah. And Harvard plays the best game they played the whole year. Okay. Then I win it. I, I disagree. Uh, okay, I well, that's what I, I said. You're having a delusional I'm not, moment. I'm not having a delusional you know. moment. I, I do think that Harvard uh, and Princeton and teams that can run a half-court set and get back on defense and slow you down can beat a team like Duke. I do. I, I think Duke is very beatable this year. In fact, I would not put them in as a Final Four team, even with all the talent they have. I wouldn't put Duke, Kansas, or Kentucky in. So I do disagree with Kentucky. I won't disagree with you on Kansas. Kansas – uh, losing the big guy they had, Azubuke. Yeah, they want to hurt his hand. Yeah, they got nothing in the middle now, and so they're soft, right? Until they find somebody that can step in and play the middle, I, Kansas is not a team that I think will get there. Kentucky will be there. In the Final Four. Kentucky will be in the Final Four. Uh, uh, That's uh, one of my four Final Four teams. Uh, uh, okay, but... And they got blown K out by Duke at the beginning of the year. Best thing that could ever happen to them. Okay, but Kentucky can't really play, and then you have the coach who, when it comes to crunch time, probably isn't your best coach. Yeah, although, well, I'm not although saying, I have to say, some of these prominent coaches are not probably the best coaches right now because they've gotten away from coaching basketball. Yeah, the they're having NBA, NBA tryouts. Right, the coaching NBA tryouts. Right, right. I would say the best coach in college basketball right now is the guy from Virginia because he teaches a legit style of basketball: cuts, moves, picks. Uh, Defensively, uh, is phenomenal, and they can go. They play man-to-man -man mm -hmm. defense. We're not talking about like Bayhawk with the playing zone. I, I would agree with you. He's done a very nice job at Virginia. I think the guy at Gonzaga. Mark had, Few. Yeah, yep. he's, he's done, done a, nice a very job. nice job, right? He he hasn't quite converted yet to the NBA tryout league. So Gonzaga is my second team to make it to the Final Four because I think they're very deep. They beat Duke, and they didn't even have their best big man when I, they beat Duke. I, I would agree with that. I, I would give Gonzaga some love. Yeah. I would give him some love. Gonzaga I give Virginia amazing. some love. Now, now yeah. after that, good luck. So, but remember, one of those couple of those big guys got to be there, or the TV's going off. Nobody's going to watch. I disagree. I think when it comes to college uh, basketball, a good story, a good underdog story, you know, I, they're going to beat the big guys on the way there. Right. The UNBC is, story, which will never happen this year, that right. that will not happen again this year. Would would that like make people watch? Absolutely. So, for example, and we'll throw this in, if. Kansas City had beaten the New England Patriots last week in the New England Invitational. Right. You'd have a ton of people watching the Super Bowl. I agree. Right? Nobody's watching the freaking Super Bowl to see Brady get another, you know, MVP, MVP yeah, award. MVP award, right. So, so again, I would agree if you had a UNBC or you had a Harvard or you had some Wichita State or somebody that got there and had a legitimate shot. Yeah. Yes. The interest in the college basketball scene would go through the roof on the final weekend. Okay, and the final game. Right, right. You'll have it at the very beginning because we're all delusional and we think the 16 seed is going to beat the number one. Right. After that first weekend, 
when it settles down to what is it, the uh, Sweet Sixteen? Sweet Sixteen. Right. Okay. Now reality kind of jumps into. Well, so you said that you don't think a UMBC story would happen. I, I think if Duke is a number one seed and they run into a team that slows you down and makes you grind it out, Duke could be very vulnerable and possibly um, lose in the first round. Okay, but the number 16 seed that Duke's going to play, assuming that Duke's the number one seed, yeah. right, has nothing on the planet that's going to stop Zion Williamson. Yeah, but Duke has the ultimate Zion stopper. It's R.J. Barrett. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, that's a whole different issue. But but I, I'm going to assume that if it comes down to we're going to get embarrassed by losing to a 16 seed, the entire bench is going to say throw the ball into Zion. Well, get yeah, the ball might. to Zion. They they might say that. We'll, we'll see. But so all right. So I'm in for Gonzaga. I'm in for Kentucky. I'm in for Virginia, being three of my Final Four teams. Right. And the fourth team, because I feel like you need one of those teams that just kind of lurks around and doesn't really do much all year, but then kind of comes on near the end, right? My fourth team is going to be Michigan State. And I know I'm going to get some hate mail for that because people are like, well, Michigan's the better team at this point. And I agree, Michigan's a very good basketball team, but I'd rather have Tom Izzo coaching, right? I, I, so I'm putting I, Michigan I will, State in there. We will be in agreement with Gonzaga and Virginia. Right? I happen to think they're the two best teams in college basketball, okay. despite where they're ranked at the yeah, moment. I'd agree. Um, I, I I think after that it gets a little iffy. I think there's some teams that are probably down in the middle, like a Pittsburgh, right, that could, if things shake the right way, could make, make some noise. Michigan could definitely make some noise. Michigan State could make some noise. If you were going to go with a former Duke coach. Texas Tech. Could make some noise. So Texas Tech could definitely make some noise. Iowa uh, State could make some noise. Marquette, Marquette can shoot, man. Right. So, so there's some, and I wouldn't even count out the defending champs, Villanova. And they're they're, uh, they're, they're a little young. Down. They're a little young. Okay. But they can shoot, man. They, they like can shoot. Is a big thing. Especially I, come tournament time. I think I think they're a year away. I don't think they can get there quick enough. Now next year, Villanova is going to be a tough out. Okay, but this year I think they're just a little young. I think uh, they they lost some players that they thought were going to stay and not go to the NBA. Right. If they had stayed, Villanova be in the Final Four. I, I think this year a lot of things will have to fall in place for them to get there. Right. Can they knock off a number one? Oh yeah, absolutely. So so there's some teams that I'm going. Things would have to go the right way. The refs would have to make sure that the checks got you know done correctly. Right. right? And the NCAA would have to say, yeah, this is possible. We got to you know it's good for ratings because it's all about ratings. It's all about TV anymore. So I would agree. It's all about the story, right? And typically, the best story right. wins out, right? Right. All right. So we talked about who we think are the current top four teams right now, but let's pivot that a little bit and say who is the best college basketball team. Of all time. Okay, and we've had this discussion earlier. We, we have. We've right. gone back and forth. And, and we had one. total disagreement because I, I think there's a there's two significant factors okay. that, that, that kind of make any broad comparison tough. One, the introduction of the freshman rule. That was in or 19... the freshman being allowed to play. Correct. Right. Introduction yeah, okay. of the yeah, freshman yeah. rule, 1972. And then the second is the three-point line. I think both those things changed the game of college basketball dramatically. Right. So it kind of hurts like the University of San Francisco that Bill Russell, Bill Russell played, played on that won yep. 60 games in a row. It hurts them 
because you say, hey, some of those shots probably were three-point shots. Right. Okay. Some of those guys who didn't play their freshman year, if they would have played. Might have won a tur- championship. Might have won 20 more games or 25 right. more games, right? Um, so, so I think you have to, when you do this comparison, you have to kind of put that in perspective. Okay. So from a team perspective, um, I did some research on this. Uh-oh, right? this is dangerous. <laughs> this is dangerous. We did research, we did right? We did some research. And it seems that the public opinion... You actually so, opened a book or you went no, into No, no, no. Uh, well, okay. well, well. So it seems like the public opinion here is pretty split between UCLA... So when, the 72 team with yeah, Bill Walton? With Bill Walton. Okay. Uh, the team with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I don't remember the exact year. It's probably in the 60s. Yeah. And the uh, Kentucky teams early. So the ones that were dominating before with, Jabbar what, came Pat on. Riley and stuff? Yeah, Pat Riley and okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, that seems to be where everybody sort of focuses. Right. 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 Um, I will, I, in my opinion, think that you have to count Bill Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's teams right up there in this discussion. Three-point line or no three-point line, those are just dominant college basketball teams. I, I think the 72 UCLA team, which I think is us, usually looked at as the best college basketball team of all time. Right. Um, I think it went 30-0. and 0. I, mm-hmm. I believe that to be correct. I think they dominated every game they played. Yep. They won by double digits for the most part. Uh, I think if you look at that team, you'd be hard-pressed to say that team was not a dominant team. I mean, they had Jamal Wilkes. They had Lucius Allen. They had George Farmer. Now you throw in Walton. Right. I mean, they had a lot of weapons that made it real tough for another team to match up against. However... That being said, I'm not sure that there aren't other teams that could rival that. The the thing that makes it tough to find somebody that rivals those teams is who had a big man as dominant as Walton or Jabbar, right? And it, it's just it's not a there's not a team, especially now in the but, current generation, but, right? That can that can rival that. And I'll give you that the current generation is better, potentially better shooters. Because the premium has been put on three-point shots, but but I think two things, and I think this gets lost a little bit, and it, and it and it did come out when both those guys went pro. So when Jabbar went pro, he went to Milwaukee. They really didn't become a winning organization until he got Bobby Dandridge there, who could take some of the pressure off of him having to score all the time. Right. Same way with Walton. Walton went to Portland. Uh, he really didn't. The Portland team really didn't uh, become a dominant team and win an NBA championship. Just just like. Jabbar in Milwaukee until Maurice Lucas got there and he became the enforcer. Yeah. So so I think when you look at Walton's 72 team, great player. Absolutely great player. Had a phenomenal you know college career. But you can't discount the fact he was playing with Jamal Wilkes, right. who, by the way, went on to a stellar career in the pros. Yeah. And Lucius Allen, who also had a very good career in the pros. He had some other issues that probably didn't let it get to its full potential. Right. So again, I think the team concept kind of gets lost because you get focused on how good Walton was. That was a very good team. Yeah, from one to five, right? Right, which I have to be honest, if that team played Duke today, they beat them. Even with Zion Williams, they beat them. No, no, I would agree. Because they're a better team. That's when basketball was like a team sport, you know, not a one-on-one So, But I think there's two teams from the current three teams from post 1972 that you 
that you have to look at in the discussion that could potentially give, and, and I think we're in agreement that the 72 UCLA team is the best team, but I think there's three teams from the modern era, and I'm saying anything after 1972, mm-hmm. that could give them a run, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first would be UNLV, running Rebels. Nobody's given them enough love. I mean, they were a dominating team, and they could get up and down the floor, and they were deep, and they had like a killer lineup from, from one to five. I mean, all those guys would not have NBA careers, right? Uh, I would agree. And if it hadn't been for Duke in 91, UNLV was winning back-to-back titles. Right. right? I, I would agree. Then you got to put the 91-92 Duke team in there, right? Because they did beat UNLV, and they had depth, right? They did have the depth. The only other team I would stick in there is the 2006-2007 Florida Gators. And I know I'm going to get laughed off for saying that because people think that was a soft team, but they won back-to-back. I, I, I think count for something. I, I think they were soft. The, that team, I think, was soft. I think the other team that you left out was the Houston uh, University of Houston team. With oh, five slamma jamma. Five slamma jamma. That, that yeah. team, with the exception of the last game where they kind of got out coached, and you're talking about against uh, NC State, right? The Wolfpack. C- correct. The '83 uh, correct. miracle or whatever. Uh, that 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 team was when they were on. They were dominant. They were dominant. Could Akeem have now, taken uh, Walton? I, 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 uh, two different types of players. Walton was very quick. For a guy his size, extremely quick, extremely athletic. Uh, I, I think he would have scored against uh, Akeem. I, I, he would have had a tough time with Akeem because Akeem could score, plus he could really rebound. I mean, right. he really hit the boards. I, I, I think there's some other teams in there that at the time – you kind of get lost because they were a one and done. They won one and then they never yeah, they came, came back. back. Okay. But the, but the uh, uh, Texas team, uh, and it's it's not the University of Texas. It's the uh, – uh, I, I can't think of that. It's the one with Bobby Joe Hill on it. Texas that, El Paso? UTEP? Yeah. Te, yeah. That team, the UTEP team. The first team with all uh, – the started all African Right. Yep. Doesn't get the love it deserves. Right. They played in an extremely good – Kentucky team that was basically anointed to, uh, you know, hey, they're going to win the championship. Pat Riley played on that team. That was one of the teams they considered to be the best of all time. Correct. Yeah. And that UTEP team with guts, determination, and, and Bobby Joe Hill could play. Right. He could play with anybody, right? They went into a hostile environment and and were successful. I, I don't think they get the love that they should deserve only because they were one and done and you never heard of them again. Right. Uh, the, the other team – that kind of gets lost. They didn't do as well as, say, some of the other teams. It was North Carolina State team with Monty Toe, uh, David Thompson. Uh, yeah, the original Michael Jordan. Right. Oh, the Thompson was a different league than Jordan, <laughs> right? right. Uh, they get some recognition. I don't believe they ever won the NCAA. They did that, not, right. Right. Uh, again, I, I, I don't think they get the love that they deserve because – you can say what you want. Thompson, transformative player. I know we didn't go on to the stellar career that Jordan did or some of the other players did, but a transformative player in it. He established the tweener position, in my opinion. The wing. It went from being like a two-guard and a three-guard to you could play either or. Correct. Right? Okay. And, and he just brought a different athleticism to the game that nobody had ever seen before. Right. And again, they were still a team. Some of the passes Monty Toad threw him were unbelievable. They were just unbelievable. All right. So again, I, I think you have to kind of look at some of these teams that maybe won at once. Right. 
and you never heard of again as, well, you know, there's a pretty dominant team. Now, can any of those teams beat today's team? Oh, they beat Kansas, Kentucky, and Duke in a heartbeat. Oh, any of them. I yeah, don't because care they played legit basketball. They right, because they played, team, they played basketball. team basketball. Right, yeah. Right? So, do you think that any of the – and you and I have talked about this out, outside of the pod, but do you believe any of the women's basketball teams – could be up there as the, the greatest team of all time. The Mighty Max from Immaculata. Because they're, tell, they're me, about the, this, tell me about this Immaculata team. I've heard a lot. I've heard you talk about them a lot. The Mighty Max, Teresha Shank, uh, Marianne Stanley. They're, they're, they were like the team of underdogs that you wouldn't believe. Okay? Okay. I, I, I mean, Kathy Rush, whose husband was uh, Ed Rush. He's an NBA rep. Okay? So, so they're, they're in this little... Catholic school sitting outside of Philadelphia, they, they were basically driving themselves to school. They had no gym, right. so every game was on the road. Yeah. All right, they go on this phenomenal two-year, two and a half-year run where they transformed women's college basketball. Okay, where where they now made it an enjoyable game to watch, along with being extremely dominant. So, so the little background on this, right? Um, they didn't have enough. So, first of all, they lose they lose their last game of the season, and they think that's it. They had a great season, but they're not going to the tournament, right. and they get surprised by an invitation. The school doesn't have enough money to send them to the tournament. So, how do they get to the tournament? So, they had to go out to boosters to get the boosters, parents, whoever, to give enough money to send eight of them. I think they had to go to Illinois for their first game. And they 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 win in the tournament, and they finally come back to play their arch rivals in the national championship game, okay. Westchester State, right. which is right down the road. I, I mean, literally, we're, we're talking less than 30 miles apart. So what division, by the way? Because you're talking about schools that I've never heard of in Division One. So, like, what division is this, is well, this I championship? I believe today Westchester State is a Division Two. I'm not sure about Immaculata. But at the time, what was but, it? Was that D1 at, at the, the time? time? It was the it was the women's tournament. It didn't matter what well, division okay. you were in. I got you. Right? right. And now remember, Westchester had just crushed them. They go and they beat Westchester for the national championship. And then that starts them on their roll. But again, these are kids who are driving themselves to practice. They have no home games. They played right. every freaking game on the road. <laughs> it's the Mighty Max. They transform women's college basketball they played the first women's televised game at the university of maryland probably cold field house beat them this is university of maryland versus immaculata college okay immaculata won yeah okay so, so, so would you say that the immaculata team is better than some of those uconn the great uconn teams that won 126 games in a row i i, I better think than tennessee I, I think that immaculata team with Teresa shanks marianne stanley and i'm sure there's a couple others that i just can't recall. Right. They'd have given Kentucky a run. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Connecticut a run. That's bold, man. Like oh, Connecticut's the has some Mighty teams, Max. Man. Yeah, but think about the Connecticut teams with Sue Bird and Deanna Taurasi. The Mighty Max. Maya Moore. I mean. The Mighty Max. Okay. You you go ask any of the women. Marianne Stanley, great guard. Great guard. Then went on, was a great coach at Old Dominion. Okay. okay. Teresa Shank, great power forward. Right, she may have played center on that team, but she was a great power forward. All right, could she have played with the with the teams at Connecticut? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Do you think they could have beaten some some uh, men's teams at the time? Yeah, at the time. Uh, 
Like at the, of their era, could they have beaten? They, some they of would the have beaten level? some. Would they have right. beaten the really good teams? No. Okay, because remember the men back then were actually playing basketball. I know. There, there picks, were five screens. of them. Right. Yeah, right. Um, now it's interesting. You note that I believe I, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe they used to practice against guys. Yeah. Well, that's what UConn and Tennessee do now. They, right. They because against because the UConn coach went to Kathy Rush's basketball camps. That's where he learned. Remember, talking this about is outside Gino? of yeah, outside okay. of Philly. Right, you know, Gino is a Philly kid. He is a Philly kid, right? So he would go down to her camps and he watch out. You know, she ran her camps and her philosophy. So a lot of the credit that Gino got should be going to Kathy Rush. Okay. Kathy Rush was a great basketball coach. A great basketball coach. She she'd be up there with anybody you want to name, right? Okay. On the men's side, she doesn't have the wins though. Uh, she has enough wins that she she's definitely in there. I think she's in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, again, I don't know what your criteria is right, here, no, I got you. but you can look her up, Kathy Rush. I'll, right? have to, I'll have to do some homework on that one. Yeah, see, that's what I was concerned about. You said you did some research. I mean, I did some homework, research, but I mean, I Kathy like, Rush is going way back, man. Way back. We're talking all time here. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, like, you know, I, I like to read things that aren't falling apart. Based on the, I the thought maybe you were going material. like, hey, you were starting from the day you were born, just going forward, oh, saying no, no, everything no, no, before no. that doesn't count, no, right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Either so we, that or listen, you didn't get the, out of the computer, and the computer didn't go back that far. No, no, it's, it's legit. It's a conspiracy. But see, my thing is, so Immaculata won maybe two championships. I believe they won two championships. Two championships. Correct. Okay, UCLA won all three. The three years Walton played, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. Same thing with Jabbar. They won all three when, when he played. Right. Sort of the last. Uh, teams to do that right where they were that dominant right duke uh, won two florida won two i wouldn't put duke even though even though duke won two i would not say they were as dominant as ucla oh no ucla went undefeated right uh, i mean but ucla was a dominant team okay but i differ on that because i think the talent of basketball the players in college got better right so while kareem abdul jabbar and bill walton were both seven footers seven footers were kind of unique at the time that they were playing the game, okay, and, and, and now everybody. I mean, you got point guards that are six nine, six ten. In 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 terms of when Jabbar played, Jabbar was kind of like Will Chamberlain. Okay, you really didn't have anybody that could physically handle him, right. and he had that sky hook that for most you know teams, I can't stop the sky hook. Walton was I think six ten or six eleven. He was just phenomenally quick. For a guy his size, right. and had great touch around the basket. So, again, I think his his ability, his talent, was above other teams. But I think what gets lost with all of that are the guys that were on those teams, so, right? Supporting them, I got you. Right, yeah. and that supporting cast made them even more of a basketball player than they were. They they were. Definitely the number one basketball players in the country. Yeah, but, but that's that why supporting cast makes them even better. That was one of the reasons you brought up uh, the fact that the '72 team was so good was because of the supporting cast. Correct. And I, and I agree with you. But what I'm saying is, when you say that they were dominant, right? What I'm saying is they went undefeated, but they were playing against teams that weren't as talented as some of the teams that the '91 Duke team played, or that the. Um, uh, 06, 07 Florida Gators played, right? Was UCLA in any of their games 
an underdog by as many nope. points as Duke was an underdog to UNLV nope. on their way to the championship. Nope. Right? Nope. So that has to count for something. You know, I hear all the time when they compare Jordan to, to James, which we'll get into in a different podcast, but I hear all the time that um, the thing that makes James better than Jordan, when they go with that argument, is that James beat the Warriors, who were favored to beat the Cavaliers in that one championship, where Jordan was never the underdog in any championship, right? When I look at the UCLA teams, and again, I'm in agreement with you that that 72 team would beat any team they played, right? Oh, I'm talking about yeah, from any year, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but the teams that they played at that time on their way to 30-0 and 0 or whatever the record was right. were not as talented as some of the teams that UNLV played when they went on their run, right? That that Duke beat, that that Florida beat. You could even say some of the Kentucky teams that won championships where they went thirty four and one were more talented than when might, UCLA played. You probably could make that argument. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that that argument is not a valid argument. Right. I think college baseball was different then. Uh, sports in general was different then. Um, so yeah, it was a game. It wasn't necessarily the business that's turned into now. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So people weren't. Not everybody was being pushed towards sports. They were being pushed towards like, you know, the STEM stuff. Co correct. I mean, there there was there was a lot. There were more college basketball players that were actually student athletes, right? Than than there probably were teams that were just hey, we're here to you know showcase our skills for the NBA. And we were still going through some civil rights things at that time as well when UCLA was coming out. Probably not, Jabbar, not at not, Walton, not at Walton's time, but during Jabbar's time, right? Yeah. And, and again, I don't discount. I mean, Walton's team had a lot of good players on. Henry Bibby was on it. Great, great yeah, guard, great point guard, right? right. Um, I, I, again, he had Jamal Wilkes on it. Great forward, could shoot. That's why they called him, uh, you know, Smooth Wilkes, right? Um, so there was there was a lot of talent on that UCLA team. Take take Walton out of the picture. Right, right. That that still made them a a dominant team, um, and I think that's probably what what gave them the the advantage over other teams. They had three or four guys who all could play. Yeah, so tough as, to a, match as up a, against. yeah, as a team, they were very very good. So we've talked about a lot about we've talked a lot about the individual player sort of right when we talk about Walton and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and and some of the other players you mentioned so it kind of leads me into the last topic for today's pod which is who is the best college basketball player individual player of all time and well I think we agreed on the 72 team UCLA team being the best team I think we're going to definitely have a difference of opinion on who the uh, greatest college basketball players of all time. Yeah, well, that's because you only. No, no, I got stats team. to back this one up, man. Yeah, 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 you, only got, you, you only got one player. I don't. That you can I don't. I, I think again, you have to put it in the context of the time. First the time, of all, yeah. Okay, and then I think you the, the criteria that I would use was what player made his team better and actually took his team further than they probably should have gone without him. Okay. And, and, and you can name a whole bunch there. Okay, uh, but who's your best? Who's the one at the top? Uh, it'd be tough to pick just one. Well, that's, the, that's the exercise here, to pick I, one. I, I know what the exercise is. <laughs> I, I, I'm sitting here kind of going, there's a number of them. I mean, I could make the argument that Glenn Rice for Michigan – Made Michigan, you know, better than they should have been. That's a great name drop, by the way. That's Glenn good, Rice? man. That was yeah. good. I wasn't thinking Glenn Rice. Go ahead. No, no. I, I'm just saying he, he made them a better team than they probably should be. And Glenn Rice could shoot. Yep. I mean, he could just flat out shoot. He could. Um, I, I could, if I go further back, I could go 
Bill Bradley in his day in the 60s right. took the Princeton guys to the Final Four. And I'm going, there's no way they should have gotten to the Final Four. Right. I could go Tom Golo back in the 50s. He took the LaSalle Explorers way beyond where they should have ever gone. Okay? So, again, Larry Bird at Indiana State. Okay? It was Larry Bird. Without Larry Bird, Indiana State's not even on the freaking you know, radar screen. Okay. So, again, I think you have to look and say, are we just picking on, hey, guys who won championships, made a lot of points, played a lot, right? Well, so what's your criteria? Is that part of your criteria? Well, that's what I'm saying. You have to establish what the criteria is. I know that's where you're going. That's not I already going. know who you're going to pick. So who do you think right? I'm picking? Who do you think right? I'm picking? Oh, you're going to pick Leitner. You're going to pick Christian Leitner. I would say. Now, now, now well, hold on. Go ahead. I would say Leitner had the best college career right since probably 19 but but, 80. Since but 1980 but, he's been the best but college look basketball at player at the players on his team yes they made him better i agree with you but we just went through that the thing that made jabbar and walton great were the players on their teams right, right. to help them dominate right. so every successful college basketball player who has gone on to win championships has had to do it with a supporting cast around him right even carmelo anthony we talked about carmelo right. anthony right, right. he had jerry right. mcnamara right? right so you have to have some kind of supporting cast so i wanted to pick leitner I wanted to. He's had more memorable shots. That's because you love He had dude. more memorable moments. You love I, I do. I do. Uh, I can at least say I got in at the ground floor when they got blown out by UNLV. And the yes, only reason that's I true. even liked them was because they mother were wearing gave blue. You, she yeah. consoled you as you so, said yeah. there. We died there. Right, yeah. I, mean, I, was, I was a little kid at the time. Right. right? I right. didn't know any better. Right. Um, but I've loved him ever since, right? right? So I really wanted to pick Leitner. But then I, I started doing some research for this topic oh for us. Oh, back to the research here. Oh, my God. And I started watching videos, right, of like older games to say, okay, well, like where do where do people shoot from back when there wasn't a three point line, right? Right. You watch videos back then, Yo, they, the grainy they, the black grainy, and white videos, very grainy. So you got to kind of put it into perspective. The player that I feel is the best player of all time never won a college championship. Oh, this would be good. Who's this? Which kind of killed my criteria, right? Because I told you right, on the phone, right, right, I was like, right. this got to have won a college championship, MVP of the tournament, right. won multiple championships, been right. to the Final Four a whole bunch of times. Right. The player I'm picking has scored more points in his career than any other player in college basketball. Okay. And he didn't even play his freshman year. Okay. He played sophomore, junior, and senior season. Okay. I didn't want to pick him because right. he never won a championship, but then I saw him play. Right. He shot one, he shot a lot of threes, or what would have been threes at the time. And I'm talking about like NBA range threes okay that only counted as twos okay okay so if you added that in there he'd have scored so many points he'd have put this thing i already out know of where you're going i already know right? where you're going pistol pete maravich is the greatest college basketball player of all time man and i know he did nothing in the pros i shouldn't say he didn't do anything he was he was a decent guard in the pros but in college basketball you you watch him play and i he, he had nothing on his team the right. LSU team right, he right. It was on, it was him and, and four nothing. other guys. Right, which is why he didn't win any championships. Which is why he did not win any championships. Well, well, that's why I said if you look at if you look at that, okay, put Pistol Pete in his era. Right. Put Bill Bradley in his era. Right. He had nobody on that on those Ivy League teams. It was him. How many points he averaged? Uh, probably in the twenties. Yeah. How many points Pistol Pete averaged? Oh, oh, okay. He was probably in the forties. 
He was in the forties. Oh, oh, okay, but yeah, but for three years, man. Okay, he scored in three Bradley, years. He scored Bradley, more points than people Bradley, played four years. Three years. Okay, okay. Bradley only in three years. Right. Okay. Bradley got his team to the final four. He got his team to the final four. Well, yeah, but that was much earlier. I mean, that was it was again, in the sixties. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm just saying, if you use the criteria, and I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking Pistol Pete, okay? Right. If you use, take that criteria and now align it to Bradley, who's on an Ivy League team, kind of like L, LSU. Right. Bradley was the team, all right? Bradley got his team in his senior year to the final four. Now, they didn't win it. I think they wound up finishing third, Okay. Yep. They, they got beat by UCLA, Gail Goodrich. All right, that's who beat them in the uh, semifinal game. Right, and then they went on to play Wichita State, and and they beat Wichita State, in which he, by the way, scored fifty-one points. All right, but he got them to the final four. All right, so when we talk, here's here's what really drove it home for me. And you can you can go Bill Bradley, you can go Jabbar, you can go Walton, whatever. Right, Pistol Pete averaged for his career 44.2 points yeah a game I, I can believe in that three seasons i, I can he believe played that. 83 games I, I can believe that okay this number two scorer all time some guy named william freeman who played for portland state in 1974 okay all right when you look at the top 25 all-time list all-time scorer list correct in ncaa leitner's not on there correct all right oscar robertson is he's like a great think, ball he's player. about he's about Maybe great ball player. Ninth, he's in the top ten. Right, Hershey Hawkins is on there. Oh, absolutely right? great ball player. Danny Manning, who by the way I think led his team great. to the final four, maybe even a championship. I Danny think and the he Miracles. Did. I right? think he did. You yeah. might have to put him up there. No, he's, he's he averaged for his career. He averaged twenty points a game. Um, so, so Maravich was averaging twice as much as oh, that. Oh, okay, but but take the criteria that you're using, and Danny Manning's a, a prime example. I believe Danny Manning took his team not only to the Final Four, I think they won it. Yeah, with uh, Larry Brown as the head coach, I think. R right. right? Yeah. So if you look and you say Danny Manning made his team better by him doing what he did, okay, and he took that team further than it should have gone. There's right. no way it should have won. Yeah. I, that's all I'm saying. And I'm not discounting Maravich, great ball player. Another transformative figure in a in a game of basketball, but I think you got to go. Hey, here are guys who put teams on their back, and on based on their talent, they took them further than they should have ever gone. So you put Danny Manning ahead of the guy I picked, Pistol Pete Maravich. I put Danny Manning, Bill Bradley, probably a few I would others not ahead put of Bill you. Bradley you ahead you, of you, him, man. You got to work on the you got to oh work on gosh. the skills, man. Dude, Bill Bradley you was not even research. You know who's in the top twenty-five? For all-time leading scores, yeah, JJ Redick. Okay, but that's a scorer. Look at the team Redick played on. It was they never won a title because it was sort of crap. Other oh. than Sheldon Williams, who do they have? Oh, oh, okay, but he had Sheldon Williams. He actually had somebody. six foot nine guy playing center. Okay, uh, Willis Reed played center and won the NBA championship, and he played against Will. I'm I'm just saying. I think he did it with one leg. By the way, yeah, that's we'll get into that during the NBA discussions. But to say that. Pistol Pete, man, has got to be the guy. I can't believe you're really. I'm not discounting Pistol Pete. Great college basketball player. 
Okay. Great college basketball player. Phenomenal college. So are you gonna player. are you gonna are you gonna name somebody here? Are you gonna go on record to say this is who you think is the greatest college basketball player of all time? I'd take Pistol Pete in any generation, and I still think today in today's game he would average more than forty four points. In college basketball? Yeah, in college basketball right now, Pete, Pistol Pete Maravich would probably average about fifty points. Now that's well, not to say that Wilt wouldn't, because there's no there's really no center in the game today, right? But okay, going on the theory of uh, Pistol Pete being able to shoot. Yeah. Okay, Stephon Curry wouldn't make the team. Stephon Curry would have to go find another team because Pistol Pete could go into the pros and say, oh, I'm just going to shoot threes. That's all you want me to do? Ah, no problem. But he could also get to the lane. I mean, when but, I watched the well, videos, I, just I was super impressed. I mean, he took shots that were like – that Curry takes now at the NBA and people are like, man, that's from way downtown. Right. I was like, Pistol Pete was taking it. And I think when he played, they didn't even have a shot clock. So it's not like he had to shoot it. Co- correct. He was choosing to shoot that shot. Well, that's only because if he didn't shoot the ball, right, they weren't scoring. <laughs> just right? So, again, I, I mean, because of the discrepancies in the errors, because of the discrepancies in the rules, I think it's real difficult to say this is the greatest of all time. Okay. And I think, again, you have to look at the teams that they were on, the, the, the way the game was played. There's a lot of, lot of factors here just to, that, that kind of make it tough to say, hey, this is the greatest guy of all times. All right. Well, we want to know from you guys who you guys think the greatest of all time is. It could be the greatest team of all time. It could be the greatest player of all time. So reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram. Sport Feud. At Sport Feud. Diane Tarasso. Yeah. Tarasso would be one of the probably the best. Well, but then you get into Cheryl Swoops and Cheryl oh, yeah, Miller. Cheryl Swoops. Cheryl Miller. Yeah. I think they both would have whooped up on Tarasso. But anyway, give us your feedback. Let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, at Sport Feud. Um, and uh, that's all we got for today. The next uh, podcast will be about the NBA. We'll go over the NBA, maybe talk a little Zion Williamson. Hey, maybe you actually right? do some research. You know, like you I did research. My research yeah, came with, I, with stats. I'm going to make sure you get the right stats, drink, man, man, so you don't go down stats, a delusional man. route, right? Anyway, thanks for sticking around for the feud. We will see you guys next time.